We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hope you all enjoyed a little bit more of an in-depth. We almost just went 20 minutes on just one recruitment here, Sean, right? So, again, boards.irishbreakdown.com. Because for the rest of these these recruits for Notre Dame that we're going to talk about that visit this weekend or over this past week, we're not going to go as in-depth as we just went with Justin Scott because we'll be here all day if we did that, right? So, boards.irishbreakdown.com if you want the in-depth look into the – you know, behind the scenes of Notre Dame recruiting. And, uh, you know, like I said, we had it up – Saturday night, as far as everything we were hearing, a lot of different players' perspectives, a lot of great quotes. It was a, I, I thought we did a great job with that Intel piece as a staff. So make sure to go pick that up there at boards.irspring.com. All right, Sean, Jaden Riddell, who's out of peculiar Missouri, Ray Moore High School, top tight end target on the board for Notre Dame. Him and Carter Nelson are the top two targets of tight end in the 2024 recruiting class. They got him on campus, Sean. Notre Dame felt really good about where they were coming into this visit. A large part of it is Jaden Riddell's growing relationship with Notre Dame. A lot of it is growing relationship with CJ Carr, who was a quarterback committed in the 2024 class. And there's a lot of values that kind of match up. Jaden's a very good student. He's a Midwest kid. There's a lot of things that kind of match up to being a Notre Dame fits into the program, right? So I spoke to someone very close to Jaden Riddell about the visit this past weekend, Sean. A lot of great adjectives, man. I love when there's great adjectives in a story, right? And that's what I got from this visit for Jaden Riddell. So one thing that they really harped on, the Riddell family, the first thing that came out was they talked a lot about Marcus Freeman and they talked a lot about Jared Parker. Jared Parker was actually the first one that my source talked about. It was the first one who Jared Parker is obviously the tight ends coach, but he's also the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame as well, right? So that's a good thing to be to have when you're recruiting a high-profile tight end like Jaden Riddell. The, the phrase they used, Sean, was they exceeded our expectations. That's word for word what they told me. They had our expectations. Notre Dame exceeded what expectations they ha- even had set forth. Campus was beautiful. They loved the coaching staff. 
I feel very good about where Notre Dame is with Jaden Riddell coming out of this visit. Now, here's a timeline update, though. I was told that the family will not let Jaden commit to a school silently or publicly before June 1st. Will not let it happen. They want him to have a very clear, concise, and deeply data-driven perspective on who they're going to pick, right? He wanted every single data point checked. You went to these schools. What can they offer? What can the, what do the coaches bring to the table? What is the program going to give to you as far as a development plan? All those things are going to be considered in this recruitment for Jaden Riddell. So we will not have an update as far as commitments or anything until at least June 1st, at least. That being said, feel really good about where you are with, with Jane Riddell uh, with Notre Dame right now, Sean. We've talked about the importance of building that pipeline in Missouri. You know, we talked about it from St. Louis perspective, but just Missouri in general, man, keep targeting some of these cats, the Jeremiah loves of the world that we talked about last cycle, for instance, right? Talk about Christian Gray in last cycle. Keep getting those types of kids. Jaden Riddell is a star tight end, really talented football player. And I think they really moved the needle with him this weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's really good to hear because, yep. you know, when you have a one-two punch like that, and I will say this, Justin Scott was aware that Jaden Riddell was on campus and Jaden Riddell was aware that Justin Scott was on <laughs> campus. Like, they they were aware that this was pretty big for both of them to be on campus this weekend and the magnitude of the recruiting weekend. But I'll say one thing. I got a glimpse of the young man, and uh, it's pretty well put together. <laughs> official height weight, Sean. I got some official height weights this past um, this past weekend from some recruits. Jaden Riddell measured in at 6'4", 200, 233 pounds. So, yes, pretty well put together for a high pretty school well junior. <laughs> that, that works. And the athleticism that he shows on film. We said this. We said this, Ryan. One of the benefits of Jared Parker being elevated to OC would be the fact that in recruiting the tight ends that he's built a relationship with, 
this is your offensive coordinator. Like yeah. you don't like he is your tight end coach and he's your offensive coordinator and how that might benefit Jared Parker. So when you tell me that the source you talked to, the first name they mentioned was Jared Parker, that goes a long way to saying uh, or speaking about the relationship he's built not only with Jaden Riddell, but it goes to talk about the data points and the information that he's going to be able to provide to a family that is going to be data driven and they're not not going to allow their uh, child to make an emotional decision but they're kind of looking at it as a very much a business decision yes you know and if if it indeed is a business decision you know you i don't think you want to really make business decisions you know with notre dame you know having two sides to really attack that business decision from academically as well as athletically so they sit in good shape. I'm sure he's very comfortable with Marcus Freeman, uh, Jared Parker, yep. uh, the surroundings, the way the full weekend. That was so much energy. Man, I don't know, Brian, there was so much energy from leaving the pro day and the buzz of there were Notre Dame, Virginia signs like all over the place, like promoting the lacrosse between the number one team and the number three team. So the campus was buzzing. Students were on campus. We leave for the pro day. We come back the next morning and with the big recruiting weekend thrown in there with practice, it just went to another level. So the energy around the campus was absolutely amazing. And I'm sure every recruit had to feel that. They had to feel the energy that was around the campus this weekend. So I'm glad Jaden Riddell was part, you know, was able to take part in that. And I'm glad Notre Dame got in early. I'm all for a school like Notre Dame playing the early game in recruiting and jumping out in front and forcing other schools to play catch up. I think that's a tremendous way to approach, especially the five-star kids and the big-time talents in the recruiting classes. And we talked about this a little on the Intel piece, Sean, but right now our vibe is that this is a Notre Dame-Alabama battle. Like that's mm-hmm. what this feels like to us. So, you know, do with that what you will. Notre Dame needs to close, obviously, on a guy like Riddell, but feel good about where they stand currently, which is great to see, obviously, right? So, yes. Who was that uh, famous NBA coach that coached the Memphis Grizzlies during the playoffs that said, take that for data? Oh, man, what was his name? Tisdale. Coach oh, yeah, Tisdale. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach yeah. Tisdale. Yeah. Rock I'm sorry. Yeah, I would, I would line up all of the tight ends that are currently in the NFL for Notre Dame, and then show video of Michael Mayer shaking Roger Goodell's hand in the first round this year and say, take that for data. You're not, you you're not wrong, man. Because think you about it, Sean. Who, <laughs> Alabama-wise, who's the top tight end prospect they've had? It's O.J. Howard, and he's been a bust in the NFL. Like, that's the facts, man. Them's the facts. Them's the facts. You're not wrong about that, man. So if it's data-driven, it's down to Notre Dame, Alabama at that position. Yeah. Hey. Obviously, Alabama can give some other stuff that Notre Dame hasn't had recently, oh, right? Like some championships and absolutely. stuff. So, like, there's there's different pitches on both sides. But to your point, Notre absolutely. Dame definitely has they definitely have that pitch in their back pocket. Yeah. And I would say this: Riddell, Riddell comes from a great family. Just yeah. wanted to throw that one out there for a second. Really great family. Think it would be a tremendous fit. But again, you're battling Alabama, so you need to go toe for toe, man. Finish it up. We'll see what happens, though. Next guy I want to talk about, Sean. A new player to the board, but things have obviously escalated very quickly. I'm talking about Anthony Knapp, who was an offensive lineman out of Roswell, Georgia, 2024. Mm. And for people that are just tuning in, 
We're going through 2024 recruits now, and then we'll end this segment with some 2025 kids that were also on campus because we had a lot of updates on this on this on this Intel piece. Anthony Knapp, Sean. This one's interesting, man. Was just offered over the last week. I think it was offered last Monday, if I remember correctly, or Tuesday, something like that. So things have escalated quickly, man. And he's a player that Joe Rudolph had a great relationship with at Virginia Tech. Coach Rudolph had offered him at Virginia Tech, had made him a top priority for the Hokie staff. When he gets to Notre Dame, it seems like he is obviously the driving force to getting on Knapp because Knapp obviously was not a player that Notre Dame was really in contact with before Coach Rudolph got here. But they offer him. He quickly gets to campus. Sean, I'm going to put it like this, man. I think Notre Dame's going to be tough to beat here. I think you feel good leaving, leaving the visit, obviously. I think that everyone on the recruiting side of things and the coach side of things are all on board with Anthony Knapp. I think they are. He's an interior. He's going to be, he plays offensive tackle for Roswell, but he's going to be an interior offensive lineman, either at center or guard, potentially a young man that we'll talk about in a little bit. Cause we're going to watch a little bit of film on him. Just a little bit, a kid that needs to add weight. He needs to be developed, but there's some baseline traits that are pretty dang exciting about on this one, man. And it's a guy that coach Rudolph, and we've talked about this, Sean, even before Coach Rudolph had gotten officially announced as the offensive line coach, my guy has recruited at a high level. So, mm-hmm. like, there is some level of trust I look at and say, like, hey, he's got a pretty good eye for talent for the most part, right? Like, he's got some good ones. So, I look at that and I say, you feel good about where Notre Dame is after Anthony Nett visited? This stuff is obviously escalating quickly, but I think Notre Dame's in a good spot, obviously, with the Georgia product. I don't. I think on this show, maybe two weeks, Two, three weeks ago, Ryan, we had a conversation surrounding the hire of Joe Rudolph. And we were talking about his resume at the University of Wisconsin and how many offensive linemen were not highly regarded coming out of high school. But he was able to find different traits of guys that he liked and to not only bring them in, but develop them into big-time NFL caliber offensive linemen yes. that were very productive on the college level. So look, look, can, can I give you some? Yeah, can can I, go right ahead. Throw, throw out some names, then you finish mm-hmm. with your point, man. Uh, Logan Bruss is a guy that was like a three-star recruit. Michael mm-hmm. Dieter was a guy that was not heavily recruited. He literally got Ryan Ramchek from a Division II school and then developed him into an All-American. David Andrews was a former high school tight end that he recruited. That's now a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. There has been a lot of guys, to your points, that Coach Rudolph has identified, not just the top guys, but honestly, I would say that the most impressive part of what Coach Rudolph did at Wisconsin, especially, Sean, is he developed some underrated recruits. Like I think that's and even Pittsburgh. When he was at Pittsburgh, he developed Brian O'Neill into who is now one of the better offensive tackles in the NFL. So, you know, just to strengthen your point and, to, and for you to continue here, Coach Rudolph has shown that he can identify some good talent in the past. There's no doubt about that. And so for that, when you see someone like Anthony Knapp get an offer from Notre Dame when he arrives on campus and you point out all the things that you might take pause at based upon your first look at his film, well, you trust Joe Rudolph, who has a relationship, who's seen him up close and personal in a camp setting, when he says, yo, <laughs> this is a kid that we should get on yep. and we should bring into the fold, you trust that because he has a track record of not only being able to identify you know, those types of talents that might be underrated per se from a recruiting ranking standpoint, but he also has shown the affinity to know how to develop them. Yes. And 
you know, as much as you want to get the five-star guys, you still want to be able to get guys that can be developmental to go ahead and make that a perfect marriage with the big-time targets that you get as well in the offensive line. No doubt about it, man. You need you need good developers, obviously, but you obviously need a guy that is, has a good eye for talent. Because, Sean, we've talked about this, man. This offensive line group in 2024 is probably going to be a little bit smaller than what we've seen over the last couple of years. So Joe Rudolph obviously is, is putting his name on the line with a guy like an Anthony Knapp. Mm-hmm. We'll see, obviously, if he can develop him properly. So if he lands with Notre Dame, of course, right? Yeah. But we feel very good about where they are following the visit. Sean, let's now move on to our next recruit in the 2024 class that was on campus this weekend for Notre Dame. That is Jacksonville, Florida, Mandarin High School cornerback John Mitchell, who we've talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Carson Hobbs, Leonard Moore. You got those guys down and it is, as far as commits in the 2024 class. You now want a third corner because Notre Dame really wants to see a guy that you know could play outside potentially, but a guy like a John Mitchell who could potentially play nickel as well on the next level. Because that's a spot that we don't talk about enough, Sean, but like the future of the nickel position Notre Dame is a little iffy. I mean, because like you could say like Jade Mickey maybe could be that guy, Michael Bell maybe could be that guy, but you don't 100% know who the future nickel is of the, of the position for Notre Dame. So the Irish staff is making a strong push for John Mitchell. Coming mm-hmm. into the visit, we believe that the last week or so, things have been escalating very quickly, and they really are developing a great relationship. We also believe that Notre Dame made a strong push for John Mitchell this this weekend. Strong push. Right now, we our vibe is, you know, kind of talking to sources and just reading between the lines and you know all the information we can gather. We think that this is probably a Notre Dame Penn State battle right now, which is mm-hmm. both good because. That means that John Mitchell, as a Florida kid, is willing to go up north, right? If the two schools that are on top of his list right now are Penn State and Notre Dame, that's the battle. So Notre Dame is going to have to finish this one, man. But I think that I thought coming into this visit, Sean, that Notre Dame had a shot at John Mitchell. But I thought, I think leaving the visit, I feel a lot more confident about, I feel a lot more confident about Notre Dame's chances with John Mitchell. So they'll have to beat a team like a Penn State. And then we'll see if anybody else gets into that top group. But it looks like a Notre Dame-Penn State battle for John Mitchell, star cornerback out of Mandarin in the state of Florida. Yeah, some of the top targets at this position, you see them start to fall off the board as they create their top five list. And you might find Notre Dame not being in that list or they're not seeing Notre Dame possibly on their official visit list. You know, a perfect example is Emilio Agar, someone that put out recently his official visit list Notre Dame wasn't on there, even though a Notre Dame made his top 10 list when he listed that a couple of months back. And, you know, Mike Mickens was in on him, but Mike Mickens is not one to sit around and wait on guys because he can go out and scour tape and find talent. And he's proven that. And once again, you know, he goes out and we see the film on this young man. We see his ability to possibly play inside at that nickel position, which honestly, you know, sitting at the pro day, uh, Ryan, I understood why going in week to week with the receivers they were facing in this schedule this year, while we felt really good with Tariq Bracey being inside at the nickel each and every week, while we felt comfortable going in week one against the Jackson Smith and Jigba, we felt comfortable. All the prognosticators were talking about blowout, this and that. We felt very comfortable 
with Tabriq Bracey lining up across from him, even though he played limited snaps, Josh Downs, and moving on to the rest of the receivers that he faced. And he showed that with his showing athletically on his pro day, why we should have felt that confidence, because he did a great job coming out, running in the 40, and his three-cone was fantastic, and his vertical was really good. And he stepped forward and did what he had to do to show, you know, yeah, I'm worthy of being drafted, and we'll wait and see if he can go in the late rounds. And he's going to be that nickel guy in the pros. Now, you know, this is something that we talked about. We were going over all the safeties, and we saw diversity in the safety group that Notre Dame was going after. And the athleticism, we're saying, well, maybe are they looking at some of these safeties as a possible nickel, you know, coming into the program? Like, you know, I want to go into the genius mind that is Mike Mickens. What is he thinking when he's looking at some of these guys? And then, you know, we look at this young man's film and it's like, okay, I see what Mike Mickens sees in this young man. And hopefully, you know, if it's that, it's, Penn State, Notre Dame are two schools that both have a pretty good track record of defensive back development and getting them to the next level. So, you know, Notre Dame really hasn't had anyone to go in the first round. I think, you know, there's a possibility that that ends in another year or so and a new trend begins. But you have to feel comfortable and confident in, you know, Notre Dame pursuing this young man and them being in the race late with Penn State. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, man. And Sean, and add a bonus, potentially getting a kid out of Florida. Because <laughs> we talked about the struggles, man. Like, like someone has to start the pipeline, right? Yeah. Notre Dame's had some success, like working back to Anthony Knapp for a second. Like they've had some success in Georgia, but not consistently, obviously. Getting yeah. a kid out of Georgia would also be a nice, you know, if you get a you kid know. out of Georgia, kid out of Florida, you feel all right about yourselves, man. You're feeling all yeah. right. So yeah, man, that's John Mitchell again. Potential Notre Dame-Penn State battle right now. We'll see how things change, but I think Notre Dame did a really good job moving the needle this weekend. Want to move on, Sean. A, a kid that was on campus the longest of any recruit on campus this weekend. <laughs> that is Logan Thomas, who is an edge, a pass rusher, out of Katy, Texas, Paytow High School. Sean, this young man was on campus from the 24th to the 27th. So when we put up our Intel piece, he was literally still on campus, man. <laughs> Stayed until Sunday, right? Or actually till Monday, I guess, yeah. right? 24, yeah. 24. Yeah, yeah. So all the way till Monday. So this is this is where this one was, Sean. I think there was heavy intrigue on Logan Thomas' side of things. Notre Dame is, I think, prioritizing him. I think that he's right near the top of the list for them as the at the edge position. Yeah. I think Logan Thomas was very intrigued because Notre Dame obviously had a, a lot of success last cycle in the state of Texas, right? You got four players out of Texas, which was more than you had the previous five recruiting classes combined, which mm-hmm. is just so it's still such a wild stat to me. You have Leonard Moore in this class already. So I think there's intrigue on that department. I would say intrigue turned into legitimate interest this this weekend is how I would phrase this this recruiting visit from Logan Thomas. We think that Notre Dame made a strong move here, Sean. So when Logan Thomas starts setting up officials and really getting into the meat of making a decision, because he's another kid that I believe would like to make one before the summer is over, we 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 expect that Notre Dame will be among the top two to three schools for Logan as far as when official visits timing start coming around, which is great. That's where you want to be for a kid like this, man. A kid that's been on the board, you know, a few months now, but still not the longest of all time, right? 
to be able to continue to build that relationship, to make a power move with him this 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 weekend, and to really potentially have an opportunity to be in the running of the top two to three when all is said and done. I feel like they did a nice job with Logan Thomas, man. Made a strong move for him this 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 weekend, in my opinion. That's great to hear. And anytime you spend three days in wintry weather. <laughs> yes. I guess and four days technically, right? 24, yeah, 25, you're right. 27, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And it couldn't have gone better. And I don't I, think so. I, I hate to reiterate it because I had the opportunity to be there and to soak it in. Yeah. Even if it was on a limited basis. And I'm telling you, there was there was an electricity this weekend and it wasn't manufactured it was yo this is the campus this is what notre dame is all about it's not just football it's the student population it's the lacrosse yes. team it's the fencing team winning the third national championship in a row it's everything that encompasses the spirit of notre dame and i think you know the young men that chose to come up on saturday they felt it momentarily for the time they were there justin scott stayed a little bit longer than some people to have conversations and things that we talked about. He definitely felt it. And then you get this kid who's once again, you're talking about a Texas kid. Yes. Katie, Texas too, man. That's a hot man. Absolutely. So that's Logan. That's Logan with an H, by the way. Yes. You know, remember, you're spelling his name. But, you know, that's a decision that you make that to me, if I decide to spend multiple days in a place, I don't know about you. Like, if I have a seven-day vacation plan, I'm ready to go home after day three. I don't know yes. how you feel, Ryan. I, I'm, ready. I I'm ready to get back home after day three. Sean, you know what else, too? Not only that, usually guys from, like, you know, from a different area of the country, yeah. they'll come up and they'll spend multiple days in an area, but they'll hit several different schools, right? They don't usually right. spend four days That's in one school. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. So that bowls well just in the preparation part. Yes. Of how serious Notre Dame is to the young man and how much he's considering them, that says a lot. And then to go ahead and experience the weekend that he experienced and then to stay into Sunday, that's – look, that's another flag. And I'm sure because I think if I'm not – Glenn James was there this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Should, I should think, have been. Yeah, I yeah think so. Glenn James is there this weekend, so – it's, I'm sure the, his people had someone to talk to from the state of Texas. Yeah, um, had receivers to talk to from the state of Texas to talk about their transition and what it's like. So it was an overall. He got the full experience of Notre Dame. Yes, he got the full experience of Notre Dame, and it's just hard to beat. Uh, it's so well said. Sean, I don't, I'm sure that you've had this too, but like sometimes recruits ask me like, what should I expect when I go up to Notre Dame? And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't explain it to you, man. I can't. No, I mean, no. I really, it's just a different vibe there, man. I mean, you mentioned like, you know, just some of the, the general population of students and the coaches yeah. and like, just can't explain it, man. There's just something yeah. there. Every time I go up there now, because I remember the first time I went up there, I think the first time was like 2016 or 2017 was the first time I got up to Notre Dame. Yeah. Like the first time, you know, you're flooded with emotions, right? You walk past the grotto and all that type of stuff. You're just like, man, I can't, like, this is crazy right now, right? Yeah. But every time I go back, man, it's still there. Like, I'm just like, this place is different, man. It's different. And some kids get that. Yeah. Some don't. But regardless, 
it's it, whether you whether you ultimately end up at Notre Dame. I think most recruits would would agree with that, though. That it's different. There's a uniqueness to Notre Dame, yep. which is why I always want to stay independent as long as possible. Right? Like keep that uniqueness, man. I don't want you to become uniform. Be different. Love that, Logan Thomas. So big weekend for them, Sean. One other 2024. Well, actually, I'm going to mention two 2024 guys more briefly. One more about the visit this weekend, and then one that was actually on campus during the week this past this past um, past recruiting week that I think really had kind of the envelope push for him that we'll talk a little about. But I want to talk, Sean, about Chattanooga, Tennessee, McCallie School cornerback Marcellus Barnes, who does not currently have an offer from Notre Dame. Does not currently have an offer from Notre Dame. But a young man that I can say for certain that Notre Dame has been keeping close contact with for several weeks, a couple months now. They've been talking to him. They got him on campus. Sean, one of my favorite interviews of any player that was on campus this weekend because Marcellus is obviously a Tennessee kid, knew about Notre Dame, knows about the prestige, all that great stuff. But, man, he literally said, I was blown away and I was in awe when I was on campus. Like, it's just a place that he just, what we were kind of just talking about. Like, you can't describe it fully. It's just like, you just sit there and you're just like, man, I, I, it's just something different, right? And that's kind of what Barnes felt for me. He talked a lot about his ability to talk to the coaches on campus as well. And he mentioned Marcus Freeman. He mentioned a couple other, the assistants. Like, he told me that, the, the conversation he had with the coaches was different than any other coaches that he's talked to. It's just different, man. Mm. Like they care. They gen- There's an authenticity to them. And they talk not only about the, the athletic side of things, but the a- academic piece. And, you know, the, the ability that kids can have to flourish at a place like Notre Dame on all avenues, right? And you really dive deep into that. And I think that both sides were really kind of blown away with one another. I really do. Now – Marcellus did not leave with an offer this weekend. He did not. But from what we kind of been getting is that he's a player that the Notre Dame staff is having deep conversations about right now. Deep conversations. Because I think a lot of boxes were checked this off this, uh, this past weekend. I think the fit makes a lot of sense. The question is with what the recruiting, what the cornerback board for Notre Dame is right now, he is he a guy to push for? Is he a guy? Because I think that they would have a great chance at a guy like a like a Marcellus Barnes. And Marcellus, I will say this, Sean, he was very open about this. And I, I, he's like, oh no, you don't need to ask this off the record. Like you can ask me this, right? Like I want a Notre Dame offer. It would mean a lot to me, right? Like he wants that offer. He is expecting that offer. Like he has expectations that he's going to get that because he thinks that that's what he's earned and what was he, he what's in store for him and his future potentially. So I feel good about that relationship, but we'll see if he's a guy that Notre Dame pushes for, obviously, moving forward. That's going to be the question. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like you said, you know, I think you put it in the Intel piece. Conversation is going to take place. And you know what? He, he's gained trust from us as a staff. You know, I'm sure he's gained trust, you know, with the coaching staff as well. When Mike Mickens goes before them talking about a young man and saying, yo, this is someone, you know, we might be interested in taking. I definitely want a part of, you know, the cornerback room. But it's good to hear that the experience and talking to the coaching staff was totally different than any other experience he's had talking to a staff. That's just another byproduct of Notre Dame. Yep. And, you know, you might not get the top guy from Tennessee, but, you know, if you have to settle for another very talented player from the state of Tennessee at that position, Marcellus Barnes wouldn't be bad. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I love hearing kids say they're blown away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, man, I was blown away. You know, but it goes back to your original question when they ask us, you know, what should I expect? You you just don't know. You know, Notre Dame is mythical, man. Like when you hear Notre Dame, nobody, you see the stadium on Saturdays, but you don't, you don't know what the campus is like. Like it's mythical. It's so mythical in a way. And that's like one of the beautiful things in recruiting that you get these, these young men, and their families on campus, and they get to take in what Notre Dame was all about, you know. So, and Sean, I would say this: we always talk about this, but the minute a, a, a recruit comes to campus, things can change, man. Oh, they absolutely, can. they can change very quickly, very, very quickly. So, to your points, last twenty twenty four recruits. That was on campus. I almost said commit. Trust me, he's not committed to Notre Dame, so do not put words in my mouth, okay? Because I almost put it in my own mouth. Bodie Cahoon, Roanoke, Virginia, Patrick Henry High School linebacker in the 2024 class, was on campus on the 22nd. I had a, a deep update on that on the sites right after the visit. I would go check that one out because we're not going to dive too much into it, Sean, because we talked about it on – TJ, don't do that to me in the chat, man. Just don't do that to me in the chat, all right? <laughs> don't do it. I did not. He is not committed to the University of Notre Dame. I repeat, he is not committed to the University of Notre Dame. Don't do that to me, sir. But Bodie Cahoon, Sean, he uh, – you guys are killing me, man. Uh, he, Sean, he had a great visit on the 22nd, met with both the Notre Dame, at, Notre Dame football and lacrosse staffs because he is committed still to the University of Ohio State. 
the Ohio State University, whatever, sorry, blah, blah, blah. He's committed to Ohio State right now as a lacrosse player, but he is keeping his options open. I think Notre Dame obviously had a needle-moving opportunity for him to answer a lot of questions, but go check out irishbreakdown.com if you want that full recap because we're not going to get in that too much. Couple other 2025s. If we didn't, if we didn't go too deep into some 2024s, we have intel on them, and you can ask maybe during the mailbag about a couple other guys. But you know, those are kind of the guys we really want to dive deep into because we got like a lot of intel on those guys, which is kind of where this conversation spurned from. 2025 kids, Sean. We're not going to spend as much time on these players, but want to definitely hit on a few. Tail and Taylor, Sean, who is a wide receiver, an Illinois guy, Geneva, Illinois Community High School wide receiver, Tail and Taylor, who I know you have know a lot about already. We were told, and, and, and look, 2025 recruiting has just begun, pretty much. I mean, not technically, but technically speaking, this one is a. It was a player that we know Notre Dame is very high on. The staff is very high on. Taylor Taylor is a guy that Notre Dame, I believe, is going to push hard for. This The, the words that kind of got thrown out on this one is needle moving, right? This one really moved the needle for a guy like Taylor, who's obviously an Illinois guy. He knows Notre Dame. We had sources on both sides of this deal, so on the Notre Dame side and on the Taylor side, that this was, you know, again, needle moving, I think, is the best way to put it, Sean. They really... Struck a good struck a good chord with him. I think that there's a fit that makes a logistical sense in this in this um where we are right now. Taylor Taylor's a guy that I know Brian Driscoll has talked about already a bunch over the last couple of weeks because he's a big fan of him since getting offered during the pot of gold offer event. So keep close eyes on Taylor Taylor. That is one that we want to hit on briefly. Another uh, another Sean, there was there was a um there was a legacy on campus this past this past weekend. There was a legacy. And we wanted to hit on him just briefly again. James Flanagan, who's a tight end out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. He goes to Notre Dame De La Ba Academy. I, I'm probably pronouncing that terribly at the B-A-I-E, however you pronounce that. My apologies. He has a tight end out of there, Sean. Was verified this weekend at 6'5 si- at and an eighth and 226 pounds. So... Check the boxes from the size component perspective for a sophomore in high school. He, of course, is the son of Jim Flanagan Jr., who was a defensive lineman that played next to Bryant Young for Notre Dame, obviously, back in the day. Make no mistake about this one, Sean, and I, I know you know this, but just kind of putting this out to the world, this is not just a legacy pull push, right? James Flanagan's a good football player, man, and Notre Dame likes him a lot, so... We, we, we talked to him a little bit. This was Jim's first time, his dad's first time on campus in like a few years, I believe, is, is what he told me. And he said that uh, he was kind of joking around. He was like, man, Notre Dame's changed a lot since I went to school. Like a whole lot, right? <laughs> Which is pretty funny to hear. But James talked a Yo, lot about. That's sorry. crazy. Yeah, no, man. that's crazy. It was crazy. He was he was like, so, yeah. My, my dad was like, this changed a lot, man. Changed a lot. <laughs> Illinois has changed a lot since I was there. So. Time moves on, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. James talked a lot about Jared Parker, Sean, but he actually talked a lot about, and this was a cool little tidbit on him, the first offer that he received from a Division I program was from the University of Wisconsin. Sean, do you know who you know who um, gave Jim James Flanagan that offer? Do you know who extended that one to him? Was, it, was Joe Rudolph looking at him as a – 
Now, this is after, after Joe was there, after Joe. But there, was after a no- Joe. but there was a Notre Dame connection here to the first guy that offered I him a scholarship. Oh, Who else has was Gino Gino Gadouli was the first one to offer James Flanagan a scholarship. And, of course, they reconnected, right. talked a lot about Gino. This what this fit makes so much sense. And again, he's a sophomore, so I, I don't anticipate James committing anytime soon. Like I think that he's going to let the process play out. He's starting to hear from a lot of other schools as well. But a great, great experience with his dad, if nothing else, right? And Notre Dame, I think, plans on pushing for James Flanagan. So keep your eyes on James Flanagan for sure. Another guy, Sean, a a safety out of Monroe, North Carolina, safety Jordan Young. First and foremost, Sean, maybe my favorite player I've broken down in the 2025 class so far. My guy is a stud on the back end, man. Thousand-yard receiver on offense. On defense, he had eight interceptions um, as a sophomore for Monroe. Notre Dame's looking at him as a safety, as is most schools, although some schools are also targeting him as a wide receiver. Great visit, man. Great visit. Family was there, mom and dad and little sister. If, you, if There was a picture of them, Sean. I don't know if you saw this. What the little sister had the had the uh, green braids in, man, which was like, yeah. really dope, man. It was really yeah. cool to see. I can't believe those that are, those are his parents because they look super young. But uh, not to be a play on words with his last name being Young there, but Jordan Young for me, and this is just my opinion. I think Notre, Notre Dame shares some of the sentiment around him. That guy's a top priority for me, Sean, in twenty twenty five. That kid's a dang stud, man. And I think Notre Dame did a great job this weekend with Jordan Young for sure. All right, moving through the list, and we'll kind of just final thoughts on the 2025. Oh, here's one, Sean. Here's one that I know you know very well. Chicago, Illinois, Simeon, defensive ends. Christopher Burgess got on campus. Was not his first time on campus, Sean. Had been there before, but it was right after a game, and he said he couldn't really really get the full experience of the game because he was tired and was just kind of rushed. This time, him and his mom got on campus. Really loved the trip. Was verified at six foot four, 238 pounds during this trip as well. 2025 kids, who's only a sophomore in high school. Sean, I know you've seen this kid, man. And by all accounts, the visit went really well. But my guy is one of those first man off the bus cats <laughs> for Notre Dame, potentially, if they land Christopher Burgess. When I when I heard that they, they Ryan had the measurements and he sent them to us, I was like, oh, really? I was like, okay, all right, because I've watched them. I watched them in the championship game for the public league this year, and you know, of course, Malik Elzey was the, the main event. Anytime yeah. you went to a Simeon game, but he definitely, definitely jumped out. Even as a sophomore, he jumped out immediately when you watched him on defense. So, yes, when I saw that size, I said, okay, yep, he's going to be legit, and I see why Notre Dame. Because sometimes, based upon history, based upon history, you'll see Chicago kids come in for a visit to Notre Dame, but you have to question, you know, how serious Notre Dame might be about said athlete. But he's very well put together. Big man, you do. This 25 class from a defensive perspective, you talk about A.J. Espinenza, you talk about Nate Marshall, you talk about Burgess. Just Just those three kids? Defensively, it's yeah. a lot to talk about on the defensive line from Chicago in 2025. And Burgess might be, he might be the best out of all of them. 
You know, he might not have the bigger name yet. Yeah. But he might be the best out of the three. He he might have the high, biggest skill set, I would say, right? Like, mm-hmm. if he hits his ceiling, the kick could potentially be special. The great thing about him, Sean, is he's still pretty new to football, man. He was an AAU yeah. basketball player, so basketball he's very dude. new to the game. So yeah. that's interesting, man. That combination is super interesting. Obviously, he has now focused his attention on football for good reason. So good visit for him. Ryan Gee, who was a tight end out of Milton High School in Alpharetta, Georgia, Sean. This one was another big move, I think, for Notre Dame. A two-way, not two-way, but a dual-threat tight end that can really block and has a big body. He was verified at six foot five and a half, Sean, as a sophomore. Six five and a half, two hundred thirty-nine pounds already, man. As a sophomore in high school, my guy's gonna be two sixty by the time he would get to Notre Dame if he ends up in Notre Dame, man. He is legit from a physical perspective. Yeah. He also has a relationship with Holden Stace. He talked about that. He saw Holden while he was on campus. He trained with Holden back in Georgia, which is pretty cool, right? So they went to the same trainer. He talked a lot about talking to the coaches. Jared Parker was a guy he talked about a lot. He talked with a lot. Um, he talked with Coach Caduli a lot as well, was a guy that he talked about extensively. He also got to sit in a meeting, Sean, which he said was great for him. He said he got to see how the tight ends interact. See how Jared Parker interacts with the room, how he really opens to questions, right? Like, ask me questions. Let's get better as a unit, as a tight end room. So Ryan Gee, I think, had a great opportunity to really understand the inner workings of being a tight end at the University of Notre Dame, which was tremendous. As I said before, I look forward to that tight end room under Jared Parker. You know, the tight end room under Jared Parker, it's going to be fantastic at Notre Dame, just allowing him to not only recruit as the offensive coordinator. I think you'll see the impact and Ryan Jay, you know, having that sit down, seeing him interact with the fellow tight ends and his relationship with Holden Stays is absolutely fantastic. 2025 wide receiver out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Cooper Perry. Uh, he was recently offered during the pot of gold. He had a tremendous trip. He talked a lot about Chancey Stuckey, who, by the way, you know, and just watching the practices, the three practices that have taken place and the time, the limited time we've had practice, no one is coaching harder than Chancey Stuckey in drills. He's doing a fantastic job. I think we saw the wide receiver room take major steps forward last year, and I think those steps are going to continue to turn into finally big-time production on the field. Cooper Perry got to watch that wide receiver core go to work this Saturday. Uh, his dad made the trip with him. His dad loved it as well. And um, his father is actually a Notre Dame grad. So that's a big-time ally to have in the recruitment of Cooper Perry out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Notre Dame prep. So, Ryan, that that bodes well anytime the father is a Notre Dame grad when you're recruiting a young man. For him and for Jim Flanagan, that, that could be pretty advantageous for Notre Dame. Am I back now? Can you hear me solidly yeah. now? Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Sean. So the great thing about Perry is it's actually his grandfather that was that went to the University of Notre Dame, right. graduated. No, no, you're fine. You're good. So he graduated from Notre Dame. He did not play football for Notre Dame, though. Just graduated, obviously, but still obviously a, a deep connection there. I mean, basically Perry said, you know, it'll be hard to beat. You know, it'll be hard to beat Notre Dame for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what the vibe that you get from him. Nice to see Sean, though. He was a kid that plays in 
he plays like that's not the best competition out in Arizona, but he mm-hmm. had 20 touchdowns as a sophomore. And he's listed at like 6'2, 185. I was curious to see what he measured in that. He told me he measured in at six foot two, 187 pounds. So I'm like, okay, that's verified. Verified, yeah. man. Love it. So yeah, that nah, was good to see. Cooper Perry, another interesting target out of the state of Arizona. Which man, um, do you th- are there recruits out here catfishing schools, man? <laughs> some are, sales, man. Some are. Listen to sales, six four, two hundred. You get them on campus, they're six one, one seventy five. It happens all the time, man. It's weird. Yeah, that's bro. crazy. That's crazy. Really is. Last one we want to hit on real quick is Dominic Kulak, who is a Elmhurst, Illinois, immaculate conception linebacker, Sean. He talked a lot with Al Golden, a lot with Al Golden. Al Golden was kind of showing him how he could potentially be a linebacker or on the edge on the next level. So he can play a little on ball, a little bit off ball. He was verified, Sean, as a sophomore linebacker at six foot three. 232 pounds was what Dominic Kulak weighed in at, which so he's got a big frame, long frame, pretty explosive athlete, plays both tight ends and linebacker for his high school. Can do a little bit of everything. Very interesting football player, but he really talked a lot about the coaches again. And I think that Notre Dame moved the needle for him as far as, you know, the visit. He really loves his visit there. (laughs) 